Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge, or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about the most recent season of one of my favorite TV shows, For All Mankind. This is a show that is came out in uh, the end of last year, 2023, finished recently this year, 2024. It's created by Ronald D. Moore. Stars a great cast, I would say. Joel Kinnaman, Ren Schmidt, uh, Chris Marshall, Cynthia Wu. Uh, you have Coral Pena, Eddie Gothagy, and Toby Cabell, among many other characters new characters being added in this season which uh in this season or in this show in general if you're not familiar or aware of for all mankind this is in an alternate version of 19 where it all started anyway in an alternate version of 1969 the soviet union beats the united states at the moon and the space race continues on for decades with still grander challenges and goals This season, however, takes place. Each season is 10 years in the future. Uh, So this season is the 2000s. And uh, in this season, there's a discovery that sends uh, teams across Earth and Mars scrambling for answers. Unlikely partnerships are formed at a high-stakes international conference. And a group of Mars, a group on Mars, takes drastic measures. All the while, Margot grapples with a new assignment. Uh, so, kind of a vague aspect of season four. Uh, overall, I've been in love with the show from the beginning. What I love most about this series is seeing kind of a grounded take on what a prequel to other sci-fi shows uh may have looked like like the prequel to star trek but in a very grounded and like realistic character driven way um from losing the space race to russia that ends up fueling ongoing competition um then setting up a base on the moon then setting up a base on mars uh seeing the many characters and watching their arcs over time Right. There's so many nail biting heroic moments in this show. In my opinion, I would say, you know, the first two seasons may be the best seasons, I would say. They're definitely seasons that I don't have minor issues with, which I have minor issues with this particular season and the previous season. But even in the most recent two seasons, they're still great, despite the fact I have minor issues primarily doing with makeup i mean you have characters that have to age a decade from season to season so you have characters from four seasons ago have to look 40 years older and it's not the best 
I think the makeup is better in this season than the previous season, but I think that is one of the minor setbacks to uh, this show. One of the minor drawbacks, but it's 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 worth it, I would say, for how they're telling the show. I don't think they could. I think it's very satisfying each season taking place ten years in the future. So I would rather them use makeup to make these people look older than recasting people and then having to get you used to new actors along with new characters regardless this movie or this movie this show is all about the uh human drama that happens right the the difficulties and the hurdles that come with this kind of this journey of exploration of trying to and how everybody has their own intentions and motivations i absolutely love this show i always recommend it to people especially if they are a fan of any kind of sci-fi show like a star trek or a babylon or a uh god what was that one um battlestar galactica is another great one um I, so I highly recommend it to those. I highly recommend it to everybody. One of my favorite shows. And this season is great. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I never want the show to end. I want them to keep going. I read that the writers of the show have plans for up to seven seasons. So uh, I'm interesting. So this would be the halfway mark this season. I would love to. And means that that's 70 years in the future. Good compared to where they started so we will finally be in the future instead of looking back on an alternate past which will be an interesting moment when the show kind of goes away from what we know in pop culture and in history uh which is interesting one of the aspects of the show that i love is how they're able to blend historic events in with the show and also showing how historic events may have changed given this new direction the country was in so I enjoy all of that stuff. Uh, but a great season. I can't wait to see what happens when they finally get to the future, uh, which will be, I mean, it's already more futuristic, but when the time, when, when the show is taking place in 2030, I'll be like, oh, here we go. And I hope it, I hope it becomes something where the writers get together and they're like, okay, we figured out the next, you know, 70 years for the show. We will get back to the show after this short message. Are you a true fan of The Ray Taylor Show? Do you crave more content, more insight, more of everything that makes this show great? Then Inspired Disorder Plus is exactly what you need. For only $5 a month, transform your listening and viewing experience into something extraordinary. No more waiting, no more ads. Enjoy the full week of episodes of The Ray Taylor Show in both audio and video formats, completely ad-free. But that's just the beginning. You'll get access to early access to the Many Faces series, dive into extensive live painting archives. You also get to enjoy deals and discounts only available to our members. The perks don't just stop there. Delve into the expansive back catalog of over 14 shows with 618 episodes. 
get personal with Ray Taylor through his blog, through my blog, expand your horizons with my creative writing section, and participate in the AMA sessions where your questions bring to life our community. Ready to step up your game? Visit inspireddisorder.com slash plus and join our exclusive club. It's not just content, it's an experience. See you on the plus side. Now let's get back to the show. And like I said, the weakness of the show, or one of the hurdles I would say that the, the, the people making the show have, let's put it that way, one of the hurdles, one of the major hurdles, uh, one of them obviously mentioned it, aging the actors 10 years for each season, right? Uh, p- actors having to act older than they are. I mean, these are people that have been with the show for five years and they're playing characters that have spanned 40 years. Another a- hurdle, I would say, of the show, which I think is fine. It, it really speaks to why the show is structured in the way it does and how the momentum of each season is builds to a a great finale but because everything is 10 year there's a 10 year gap between everything each season has to create this new world where are they at what are the events that brought them to this what happened in the last 10 years who are we still watching in the show who is still part of this show who has died, who has gone on to do different things, and who has taken on new responsibilities, as well as who are the new people that were being introduced. So there's a lot of new ground that needs to be covered with each new season as they're kind of constructing this new world. Um, And also seeing how the new reality is blended with actual events from history is always interesting almost like kind of a forest gump kind of a way but then also introducing new characters a lot of new characters are introduced in this season as many characters died in the last season a very horrific terrorist attack in the last season and uh which leads to obviously we need new characters we need new plots and new people to follow which is always interesting uh, but the best part of this, you know, if they can overcome those hurdles, which for the most part they can, I would just say the, the makeup is their only real Achilles heel in this, which is sad. It's sad. Like given a perfect world, if they were able to accurately age these people from season to season, this, this show would be perfection. But, you know, the most exciting part I would say is how they they show these characters old characters that have been around since season one or new characters seeing these characters evolve and grow and seeing their arcs are the best part of it seeing the connections and relationships that people have and seeing how different you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of uh, situations going on um you know and then eventually in time these characters some characters die in heroic fashion as the Stevens family members had or die in tragic situations like the bombing at NASA or just time passes and people go their own directions. 
right? So we constantly need to be getting introduced to new characters. Um, but there's because of that, there's like this legacy. There's this history that's implanted in this show where characters that we've seen for f- over 40 years will reference events that have happened in their past, things that have happened before. You understand why they have nicknames for each other. You understand why Edward and and Danny call each other Bob. You understand the the sacrifices that these people made to get where they were, what they had to go through to survive on Jamestown, on the moon. These connections these people have and to see how much things have changed over the decades, over the seasons of this show. Those those are the magical pieces of this this show that I love. And because of that, each season needs to take its time setting everything up, introducing everyone, which I think is the one reason people fall off of the show or haven't gotten into the show because it is so much of a slow burn. Whether you're starting with season one or season four, by season four, you at least get used to the format of like having to get through a lot of setup before you get to the moments that are like exciting. And when those exciting moments happen, they mean so much because you know so much about what everybody's doing, what everybody's intentions are, what the goals are for all these different type people and groups. All that stuff is great. And then eventually these seasons ramp up to some massive moment that just barely works out. Sometimes there's moments throughout the season. And I think the better the better uh, seasons of this show had multiple of those moments sprinkled in where this one seems more like it built to a big moment at the end uh a crazy moment at the end don't get me wrong i think i think it's a, a massive thing that that happens at the end of the season um but because of that i prefer the earlier seasons where it's like they're having to overcome multiple hurdles throughout regardless i enjoy the structure of the show you know Uh, and usually, I mean, it's like this big moment, but like leading up to that moment, it's like people struggling to solve problems, constantly trying to solve problems, whether they be interpersonal problems, whether they be structural problems, whether they be, uh, scientific problems or big picture problems. Like it's always people trying to figure out in a variety of ways, whether it's collaborative, whether it's competitive, whether it's uh confrontational the things get worked through in in kind of a brilliant way in all these seasons um and in this season we get to see how mars is facing a microcosm uh of what is much of what uh it must have been like in some ways uh when people migrated to the u.s you know early migration uh, but that would only be relatable if Native Americans didn't exist, uh, if the Native people that lived here and that were genocided out of existence uh, didn't exist. As At least as far as we know, there's no Martians that are being 
uh, eradicated on Mars for these people to exist. But it's it is interesting to see how history is repeating itself on Mars. And it'd be interesting to see next season i have some ideas of what what might be next season and the crazy thing is like a lot of the things that i think might happen in next season may be aspects that are covered in the you know the 10 years in between so uh you know interesting to see history repeating itself in the in this show uh which does in real life as well seeing all the internal struggle struggles in this season we have uh, one of the big conflicts are the workers who are on mars now uh who aren't astronauts right they are there like drillers and things that's one of our new main characters miles dale is a new character played by toby kevill uh who's going initially supposed to be going to the moon uh but then sent to mars because there's a opportunity there uh, where they they're going to mine this asteroid. This is how the season starts. Like, oh, we're going to mine this asteroid, um, and of course that falls apart uh, right away. So now you have all these workers on Mars not doing the job that they were hired to do, and also not getting paid. Um, and you're seeing the conflict that happens, uh, where you have these workers versus the government, people who are just employees uh, making it more of an us versus them scenario on Mars more so than uh, in previous seasons. Um, and then you also have aspects of this of worker solidarity, forming unions and collective bargaining and all those kinds of things, which is also very interesting. Um, but also a very nuanced look at, you know, what some people may consider to be terrorism versus uh, what was in last the terrorism in last season, where last season the attack was based on conspiracy theories uh, with no clear objective other than to destroy something that they thought was evil based on conspiracies. Uh, where in this one, it is a far more nuanced take where, you know, people decide to act outside of the laws, right? It's the morals versus... Uh, what is that? Morals versus, um, not rules, but, um, forget the other term, but, you know, people not choosing to follow the laws in order for the greater good, right? Right. Trying to do what's right for th their people. Where to one group, if you're part of the people that are, trying to be helped these are brave people trying to do what's best for them trying to give them the best life possible where from the outside they're considered terrorists it's it's always you know and i i like the nuance that this season kind of uh frames all of that we also see how the lack of uh Government intervention in labor disputes can lead to worse conditions, eventually turning into like a fascist takeover at one point, uh, just complete authoritarianism, which was not expected. The season touches on so many aspects of society as we are experiencing modern day uh, and including the fight over resources. This asteroid in this show 
is a major resource that of course everybody wants but instead of it being a resource on a singular planet it is a resource that one planet wants and not another planet uh so that's an interesting kind of uh new like this it's an aspect of the show that is taking it making it much bigger than earth and then people from earth going to a place it's it's now becoming mars versus earth in a lot of ways which is a very interesting development that this season kind of highlights let's take a brief interlude from our episode today hey art aficionados and those who cherish a splash of creativity in their lives i want to introduce you to something extraordinary the many faces is a series that captured my heart and i bet it will capture yours too these aren't just paintings they are stories told through the medium of ink on paper, each depicting an abstract, surreal face, which has its own unique essence. The artist, me, behind the series, pours my heart and soul into creating each new masterpiece every single day. And the best part, you can own one of these enchanting pieces with a price starting at just $20. That's for a four by six inch painting and their sizes and a story for everyone. Envision an original artwork from the many faces, bringing a touch of mystery and emotion to your own space. If this sparks your curiosity, don't hesitate. Explore the full collection over at inspireddisorder.com and find the piece that resonates with you. Now, let's dive back into the heart of our show but i do want to talk about spoilers so if you haven't seen season four and you don't want to be spoiled this is your warning if you have or you don't mind the spoilers let's get into it uh so at this point they have a full-on base on mars which is cool right habs for everybody obviously all the workers are up there as well right it's all built up for the most part comparatively to the last season where it was you know, everybody was kind of cramped in a single thing. It was very early days. It was basically Jamestown, but on Mars. And now it's been built out to something much bigger than that. And the intention is to go mine this asteroid, uh, which you have one of our characters, the Russian uh, who defected in a previous season, is the guy that's going to take the first steps on on this asteroid. They use the maneuver that they used from the end of last season where they launched Kelly uh, from Mars onto the Helios uh, station that is orbiting Mars in order for her to, to give birth. They use that same type of maneuver to throw uh, this Russian uh cosmonaut or i guess he's an astronaut now to the asteroid which is very interesting you also have um uh let's see it's it's starts the tension for the season as all nations involved want to after this tragedy of this malfunction right they're unable to capture this asteroid uh, this this astronaut dies, this Russian astronaut dies, so now it initiates attention. Where everybody was very kumbaya before, uh, now it starts attention where Russia wants to investigate. They want to see what really happened. 
maybe also taking advantage of the situation to renegotiate their position in on Mars as the politics of Russia are changing at the same time. Um, you know, but just like seeing how all of the countries get together to discuss things in this show compared to in reality is just ridiculous. Like you would never see in, in 2024 or any time before in history, U.S., Russia and North Korea, along with a private company, all go in on something like you have the U.S. private companies, which are like ultimate capitalism kind of entities. And then you have Russia and North Korea, which are both communist entities. Um, although I think this is changing when Russia was becoming more capitalist. But an interesting uh, bedfellows, let's say. Uh, the miners uh, and other jobs are kind of done by regular people on the moon and on Mars, right? They're you have uh, the issues with their equipment versus NASA's equipment uh, as far as NASA's equipment always working. And we see at the beginning of this, like all the workers aren't able to get in contact with people from home. They don't get TV. They don't get any amenities uh, because a satellite had an issue and they don't want to fix it. Right. It's for. It's for uh, the the above grounders, not the below ground, below deck people, uh, which is kind of an interesting thing. Seeing the us versus them already, uh, which leads to a strike, which leads to fascism on Mars, which is crazy. Right. Going so far as to locking up workers uh, away from the astronauts, uh, shutting down their little speakeasy that they have which i think was a, an amazing little uh, aspect of this um the worst part of the makeup in this is edward baldwin's beard the beard looks fake i don't it maybe it might be real but it looks absolutely fake um it's just shaggy in the weirdest way like even though he's on mars I would and and a pothead now, which I absolutely love that that Ed Baldwin is a, a pothead now. Uh, his wife uh, converted him before she died, apparently. Uh, I, I would assume he would sh trim his beard. Because it's not like his hair was all shaggy necessarily either. Like, I don't know, like the beard, the beard bothered me. Um which beards, fake beards and things bother me the most uh, when I see a fake beard or a beard that it's like too groomed, which some people have well manicured grooms that make them look fake. But uh, I need some I need some naturalistic looks to uh, but not as scraggly as Ed Baldwin's beard. Um but I am more used to the makeup and stuff in this season than I was in the previous season. Uh, also, we get new characters in this. Like I said, Daniel uh, Stern is in this one, which is great. Uh, as uh, Eli Hobson, he's kind of the new director of NASA. Uh, we have Toby Kebble, who's got a great role in this one, playing Miles Dale, who's a somebody who goes up intentionally wanting to go work on the moon, ends up getting a job uh, working on Mars, but then when he gets there, the job change he's not getting paid as much as he wants he's making less on mars than he was on home 
but starts doing these like a league. He starts working with the guy who runs the speakeasy. He helps people get stuff that they need. Right. He's he's the guy, the import export guy uh, of contraband on on Mars, which I, I really appreciate kind of hustling to try and make money, sending Mars rocks home for his wife to sell. Love that. Love this character. Uh, the music is great. I would have loved more 2000s alternative music. In the beginning of the season, they definitely they had the Gorillas, they had Hot Hot Heat. They definitely had some great 2000s alternative music uh, playing, but I th- not as much as previous seasons. It, they definitely played music, but it wasn't all... F- I don't feel like... It doesn't seem like it was all from uh, the 2010s it, or the 2000s. It's, it seemed like there were music. It seemed like they played like an old... Uh, I mean, I know Ed Baldwin at one point played uh, one of his songs that he likes. Um, maybe like a Frank Sinatra tune. But there was like a, a Rolling Stones tune, which I don't think was from the 2000s. Could have been. I know they released stuff in the 2000s, but... I don't know. It didn't it didn't have like when they the last season in the 90s, the soundtrack was a great part of that. Um, And the soundtrack in this kind of disappeared after a while. So I don't know if that's an intentional thing, but uh, I wish the soundtrack had been more of an an ingredient to this. Uh, Of course, in this one, we have the workers, right? The asteroid mining mission failed. Right. So they're all getting docked pay and can't leave. They they have to be there for two years. They can't leave before or they end up having to pay Helios. Uh, their speakeasy is great. Right. For the workers uh, to relax after getting fucked over. Is is all great stuff. Um, and then doing the union at Baldwin kind of being the union leader, which is kind of great. Uh, Miles Dale pretty pretty great you know he's basically his character is short a thousand dollars a month right so he gets into smuggling um and ends up invading the north korean territory on mars in order to get uh, a cooling coil for him to make booze uh but ends up getting busted and ends up making a deal with the one north korean from the previous season who was the first on mars North Korean was the first on Mars uh, to try and get his wife there to smuggle his wife to Mars. Um, meanwhile, this guy's smuggling rocks for his, his wife to sell. Uh, you also have Kelly and Alita kind of forming a a union, uh, leaving NASA uh, when the asteroid debacle happened. Alita just couldn't work there anymore she's seen too much after the terrorist bombing of last season and now this she just can't bring herself to work so they both go and work for helios which is kind of great where dev teams up with them and they end up taking over helios again and he like cleans house it's it's kind of a great uh union between those three um because you know because of this asteroid developing habitable life on mars became part of thrown to the back burner as well nobody's investing in that anymore 
But the goal is to m- build up Mars and like make it habitable, make it a new planet for people and families to go live. That is one of the desires of Kelly and Alita. That is one of the desires of Ed Baldwin. That is the desire of Dev. So you're having these sides being molded throughout this season of people. You have the the governments, right? You have the the people above deck on Mars that are connected to Earth and all the countries of Earth that want these resources for Earth. And then you have all these people on Mars that want these resources for Mars and want to make Mars a habitable place where people can live. Uh, and it's it's kind of a great kind of shuffling of characters and where they go. Uh, Margot, again, is a great aspect to this season. Uh, she's in Russia now, you know, uh, seeing her kind of morning routine, but in Russia it's kind of fun. Um, her really wanting to get back into the space program, wanting to get back into... The space program in Russia eventually gets folded in. Uh, you know, the I also love the love connection between Margot and Sergei that is from the first season. This kind of tension between them. It is it's like a beautiful love story and how she worked so hard in the last season to try and get him freed. So now he's living as like a under witness protection or whatever in the U.S., and then she's in in uh, Russia as a defector. Uh, but the scene where she comes back, right? She f- gets folded back into the Russian space program and is sent to Houston to try and work out how they plan on mining this new asteroid that shows up, right? She's going to work with uh, Alita because she knows... Alita's the smartest one. Them working together is the biggest thing. Letting Alita know that she's even still alive is a impactful moment, powerful moment. Um, then Alita finding out the the true story between Margot and Sergey, um, and then when Sergey finds out that she's alive and back in the U.S. and the joy that is on his face when he just all of a sudden decides to drive to Houston, leaving his life. So I like I love that so much, which only makes it worse when they kill Sergey in this season. It like so brutal, but also makes sense, right? He he exposed himself. He exposed himself, and it's just so sad. Um, but at least we got that moment of joy. Um uh and shot eating mcdonald's i can't imagine if mcdonald's was supposed to be intended to be a product placement for him to be shot over his mcdonald's big mac i can't be the look that they wanted but you know and of course they made it look like it was supposed to be suicide ed baldwin in this season is great uh he's got like these tremors so he gets cut off of of active duty um but he's still employed by Helios. Uh, he's a stoner now, which is great. He's got his own little grow space on Mars. Uh, he's got his tremors in his hand, but he ends up becoming the, the union leader for all the workers, which is great as well. Like he's so good at being a leader um, and f- just 
and also like stubborn he's likes doesn't like people challenging him works perfect as the union leader um and then the scene the episode where dev comes to him right they resolve dev kind of squashes the union negotiations and uh then comes back with the people who are leading the union the people who stuck to their guns which ed baldwin being one of them and dev with the idea of like at this point they know that the that earth doesn't want the asteroid to be mined at mars they need it to be sent to earth so that they can mine it using their base on the moon um but dev wants to build up mars and ed baldwin wants to build up mars their 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 goals are aligned and when he comes to ed and asks him if he wants to steal an asteroid i was like oh here we go this is getting good um danny stevens the stevens kid that was exiled to the north korean uh pod at the end of last season after being drugged out and people dying from things that he he caused being really uh, being a cancer um and seeing what happened to him man seeing that like well, one, seeing how everybody was barely holding on to survival in general. Um, and then when, like, rations ran out and uh, Danny P- Danielle Poole and Ed Baldwin go to see him, to see Danny Stevens, and to see that he had just let himself die while, you know, watching out- outside of his pod, ran out it let it... Let- his uh, suit run out of air or whatever. So, so sad. Uh, and we don't see that right away, but we know there's tension between Ed and Danielle uh, throughout the season. Um, but we do finally see episode five, and we finally see what happens. Him having... Uh, you have... Uh, also, you have the um miles dale character almost having kind of like a godfather or scarface kind of rise where he ends up taking over the current guy i forget the name of the guy that's actually running the speakeasy and running the smuggling operation um but miles takes over for him it's kind of a a great rise to power for for that character uh, in a lot of ways, which I thought was pretty pretty interesting. Uh, there's also great themes of this this uh, season, right? When capitalism destroys cooperation, uh, and how the private company Helios is working with the uh, the uh, well the the women of uh, you know Kelly and Alita, working with them to make Mars habitable. You have, you know, trying to turn it into kind of, you know, the Martian suburbs is what they want, Uh, which would completely change the quality of life on Mars for everybody working there. Instead of having to be stuck in this same contained place, if they had 
you know, more space and, and a real life, it would be much better. You know, past just being stuck inside, everyone together in such close quarters. You also have in this in this season greed versus opportunity. You have the governments wanting to mine the asteroid because it will make that country uh, the most wealthy country ever, make those countries the most country the most wealthy they've ever been because of these rare metals that are in this asteroid. Which there's a snippet that one of the news uh, broadcasts mentions that this new rare metal could lead to new technological developments. My prediction immediately when I heard that is that this metal uh, will cause just massive jump in the sci-fi-ness of this show, right? The, 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 that one little telecast really sparked. It's like, oh, here we go. This is going to really accelerate things um and it will probably alter the politics of the world as well you know i wonder if it will be uh like star trek where it will be a society without currency you know or or not who knows but it could be uh the opportunity for the the guy who lost a job on mars and trying to make money sending home mars rocks you know miles dale um i while watching this i was thinking that those rocks might uh be special in some way like maybe those rocks are that metal and that the the rocks he's sending home to his wife are actually worth exponentially more than she even thought i thought that was going to be an aspect it was it wasn't um but, uh, you know, not all of my predictions are great. Uh, great moments in this season as well. Episode six, after being fired, Baldwin goes uh, to the speakeasy and everyone is just stone silent seeing him come in there. That was a really great moment. Uh, when the miners are discussing unionization and Baldwin shows up to give them their pay info, their new pay info and really rallying them together. Everyone cheering strike. A uh, little cheesy, but it was great, you know. Episode 8, Legacy, is kind of the heist episode in a lot of ways, or at least the beginning of it. Uh, the strike leader, you know, helping Dev and Ed finding out, uh, figure out how to steal the asteroid from Mars uh, and not sending it to Earth uh, really ramped up the end of the season, as these seasons tend to do. Um the drama on Earth and uh, the drama on Mars are great aspects of this. You know, how they all come together in the climax, whether it's trying to figure things out on Earth or trying to figure things out on Mars, how the, pe the few people on Earth, like Margot and Alita, were able to last minute understand what the asteroid coming to Earth instead of Mars would be, would mean that it would shut down the development on mars they would not care at all about mars anymore and knowing that they don't want that alita and Margot doing the thing that they feel is morally right versus ethically right ethics was the morals versus ethics uh so they do the thing they do the unethical thing uh in order to and it's all last minute i love that last minute like oh everybody's gotta everything's gotta work in a place it's just perfectly how everything comes together in the climax. 
I love how the people on Earth uh, helping to give the asteroid to, you know, them trying to give the asteroid to Mars. Um, and sadly, like, it's so tragic to see Danielle Poole become the fascist dictator on Mars. In, in like, unknowingly, due to her own ignorance of what the KGB and CIA informants were doing and how her plans were being executed, her becoming basically like the Darth Vader of this of this show and seeing how her versus Ed. And thankfully, when everything comes to a, a heated moment and she gets shot, I love how everybody's able to put everything aside and come together. Right. It kind of ends itself, diffuses itself in the best way, um, because technically the the workers, the people that that would be considered terrorists are making Mars are are made Mars. A sustainable planet. And they don't even realize it because they're trying to fulfill the orders for for Earth. Margot taking the fall again for Alita. Like, Margot, I mean, at this point, it makes sense. She's so willing to, like, she's already in a situation where her life is, like, one, so unpredictable and has been out of her control anyway. So any moment she gets to help somebody else out or do the right thing, it's great. It's sad, but it's great. Um Right. Margot is the hero disguised as a villain, which is is crazy. Um, I, I kind of love the KGB asset that's kind of Margot's handler is able to read her when she takes advantage of it. She's like, no, no, no. Elite. She knows Alita did it. Put the code in and she knows Margot is taking the rap for her. But she's like, OK, this is what you want but she can read it right away. I kind of love that aspect of her character. Uh, I'm really glad that Daniel Poole didn't die when she got shot. It was tragic and could have been an easy way for them to eliminate a character. Uh, I'm also glad that Lee got his wife on Mars. That was a great and follow behind her were a bunch of refugees is probably going to be into a big aspect of next season are going to be the, there's probably going to be a refugee problem on Mars. Possibly. But it's going to be crazy to see how much changes in the next 10 years between seasons. The new tech that will be built now that Mars has this new metal, uh, you know, able to make money from Earth now. Like they if if this is like, you know, the Middle East, then there will probably people trying to destabilize Mars in order to get this this uh, resource there will probably be potentially a war of independence of some sort if that doesn't happen already. But I love at the end of all these seasons, we get a peek at the future, right? We get a peek at what the next season is going to hold. And in this one, we get a peek of all of the mining stations that are on this asteroid that look more sci-fi than normal. So it like it's like okay, maybe maybe we're going to be dipping our toe even more into the sci-fi-ness of it. Um but still not the future yet cuz it's going to be the 2010s. Uh regardless, I'm excited for the next season. This one was such a great end 
to a season, which I'm glad that ramp up everything paid off. I can't wait to see the 2010s, right? As Mars, no doubt, more of a, a real living colony, more likely, more families up there, larger habitats, hopefully, uh, new technologies, obviously. Um, also, it'd be interesting to see if there is a war for independence or if that's just something that gets breezed by in the the buildup or the the kind of catch up of what happened, the events that happened between seasons. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if the older characters like Ed Baldwin, like Danielle Poole, like Margot, if they're even around anymore, another 10 years, uh, are they going to be around? That is, they're going to be 50 years older than the first season uh, by next season. It'll, you know, I, I it would probably be easier, like, if they're just old seniors and they're not major characters. I can't imagine they would all still be in charge of things, but you never know. They'll be the first senior citizens on Mars. Uh, it was a bummer seeing Danielle be the character in charge, like, the unexpected fascist dictator on Mars. Very much a bummer for her character, because uh, I love her character. And, she, like... Her orders for what she wanted and how those orders were carried out are so far different, I'm sure, than she expected. Um, one thing I do hope, I do hope that the makeup effects improve a little bit more. They did from the last season to this season. It's just, you know, we'll see. That's uh, concerns I have. Uh, but I, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Ray Taylor Show. I do hope you enjoyed my thoughts on season four of For All Mankind, one of my favorite shows. Uh, don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. Until next time, enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.